Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. This is Zach. And this is Stuart. And you are on Drive Time Radio. No. <laughs> no. This, <laughs> this is uh, an episode about the uh, the Dragon Quest film called Your Dragon Quest Your Story. Your um, story. It's not it's not their story. It's your story. It's not. I um, <laughs> So I came across this and I was immediately like, oh, uh, I've, I've got to talk about this with Stuart. Um, and I watched it. I was like, my eyes. Why? <laughs> um, so first of all, I'm not a big fan of Dragon's Quests. Um, so um, what a coincidence, I know, me neither. <laughs> yeah, it's so it competed a lot with um, Final Fantasy in that sort of same space yeah. where it was a game where it was a turn-based role-playing game mm-hmm. where um, you would input actions and then your characters would take those actions. Um, it was very similar to um, Final Fantasy, but it had a very unique art style. Um, the slime is probably the most well-known uh character slash enemy in the game where slime has uh it's the little like blue gooey yeah it looks uh, like a teardrop it's um it's got like a smiling face it's got like two big eyes and everything and the reason the art's so distinctive is that it's um akira toriyama mm -hmm. dragon ball Um, yeah and i was like oh and like you can really see the influence in the characters all the character like a lot of the male characters have yeah. that spiky hair. Um, the sword is super similar from the um, sword that Trunks um, has. It really kind of is. <laughs> never uses, um, except for that one time when he, uh, oh, spoilers, uh, <laughs> chops up Frieza, Mecha yeah. Frieza, um, in that little, like, cool, like, zap, 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 zap sort of thing. Um, but um, Lowell. To my disappointment, that art style is thrown out the window for this movie. Yeah. So for anyone that, that may need uh, some some explanation beyond that, the so the I would have preferred a more traditionally animated movie. I think mm-hmm. you would have as well. Yeah. Um, it is a 3D CG animated film. So if oh, you don't like that style, bad CG. Yeah, it was very poorly received. Um, it, like. You know, I didn't like the Final Fantasy one, the um, like, the CG Final Fantasy yeah. movie, but like that CG was at least somewhat comprehensible. Yeah, this one's just like, well, like chunky. so Square Enix got criticized for using um, uh, live action actors doing the voices instead of actual voice actors. Yeah, uh, they did that in Japanese and in English. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> People hated the character designs. They critiqued the them not using Toriyama's character designs. And, and you know, it's kind of funny. I, I see like the very similar like paths to the Mario movie, where they're not using like actual voice actors in the Mario movie. They're using actor actors for the Mario movie. Yeah, you know. Well, it's funny. Um, and they're not and using were... like the same like models. Well, like Richard and I were discussing that too um, about the the um, the the Mario Brothers movie, and it's like, you know, Jack 
uh, black I get because he's yeah. very expressive. Like, he, yeah, I, I, he, I think he does a good job. And, um, and Jack Black has done uh, voice acting uh, in yeah. Kung Fu Panda. Like, he's had that experience, and I'm glad that they have, you know, an experienced voice actor. But like Chris Pratt, like, no, yeah, yeah. I, I guess the Lego Movie, but like, it's just it's it's his voice. And you you have like the original Mario's like voice actor just like doing side characters. Yeah, I mean at least Jack Black and Keegan Michael Key and Charlie Day and them are all doing a voice. A like voice. he's just kind of yeah. he's just kind of talking like this. Yeah, <laughs> and then like it's just I don't know it, it the whole like animation style they they took away mario's uh dump truck it's like i think they added mario... it back. oh did they yeah. did they add they some gave of the dump? back yeah oh, good. <laughs> good but um yeah no this this uh mm. you know mm. I, i'm not familiar with the story for for dragon quest 4 because i never played it but it, it it adapts the story of that game i think they would have had a little bit better success if they had just done a new yeah story if they're doing all new everything else um square enix got sued by a novelist named saori kumi um she <laughs> sued them because the or sued the producers because the names that she came up with for the novelization of that game were used without her permission so yeah. in the past she novelized dragon quest 5 and they were just like oh i guess we own this now and she's like no no, no you don't <laughs> yeah no you don't that's not how our contract worked. Yeah. Um, and then kind of frustratingly, I guess, for the voice actors, um, and this is not the standard, um, but dialogue was recorded first, and then characters' mouths and expressions were created to match, which is very weird for an yeah. anime. Um, so what that means then is that actors for this had to record their dialogue twice, they were quite they, they recorded it once two years before the animation was made and then they recorded it a second time after it was so that they could like do some fine tuning and like make it look a little bit more closely matched yeah and i think this was kind of like a, a straight to tv yeah it was in it was in conjunction with in... netflix in 2019 yeah it yeah. wasn't even like theatrically released uh, well, in Japan it was. So oh, it what? does have okay. a $13 million, uh, or the equivalent of a $13 million box office, which I don't uh, know if they spent that much on it or not. Like, I would assume they didn't, but I mean, it's Square Enix. The CD so they... looks like they didn't. Oh. Yeah. I, well, I mean, the, the, you know, the animators at Square Enix operate in CG anyway, so. Mm. I, I don't know how expensive that would be. That might be why it was CG animated. Maybe. To be honest. <laughs> it's because it probably is easier for them to find animators to do it for cheap. I mean, I will say it was short. So it like... was. It's it's only like an hour and a half. Um yeah. it's not very long. I enjoyed it. The reason I wanted to, oh, to, okay. to watch <laughs> it. I, I don't know how much you liked it. I because I so I was watching it and I was like, okay, I guess. I guess all this happens in Dragon Quest V. I can see, yeah, there's a, there's an airship with a bunch of dragons around it. Um, 
I mean, that there's these weird statues that that people turn into. Okay, this seems like a JRPG. You see him grinding. Yeah. Um, which I think is very funny that they they did a little grind section to be like, yes, we know this is JRPG territory. We're yeah. going to have him grind. Um, but then about the twenty minute mark, like from the end, um, then the whole thing shifts. That I'm like, there's no way this is in the game. Like, I still yeah. haven't looked it up to verify. I was kind of hoping you had played. <laughs> I had not, yes, I was I was a Final Fantasy person, not yeah. a... Uh, um, I never played any of the Dragon's Quest. Like, I know of them, um, and that they're very much a traditional uh, JRPG, where, you know, you have your party, you select your moves, and um, you fight monsters on sort of like a open like hub world and um then it like once you run into the monsters you get pulled into that battle situation but um i mean truthfully this was a second monitor sort of thing yeah i had it on my second monitor while i was doing so, my taxes <laughs> and i was like all right so i was just reading the, the plot while you were while you were um... oh discussing so so yeah this does not end the way the game is so the the, um so at at about the 20 minute mark the the main bad of this this uh movie uh informs the hero um which i like that he he doesn't he's just the hero yeah and Um, that is a um that is a i know is from the actual game like the hero is never named it's very much a self-insert hero the legendary hero and so you can be like ah that's kind of like me so i i do love the ending though where it's it's kind of um i and i think that this is before rick and morty did it um but there there's a section where i I mean i don't know the timeline of rick and morty but um or when those episodes came out or whatever but so (laughs) the the villain of this shows up and is like hey wait a minute you're playing a video game none of this matters yeah um and yeah it's revealed that yeah the the hero is being piloted around by someone who did not realize that like they played through the life of this person in an arcade experience um and like like undertale i mean i'm playing through it right now didn't know but yeah okay oh <laughs> that makes sense. Really? <laughs> no no it's kind of not no <laughs> I no it's fine i knew i was Undertale. joking i was oh, joking okay. you know i don't right. give a shit about spoilers <laughs> no are you playing through Undertale? uh i'm i'm watching my wife play through it oh that's awesome yeah where, where are you guys playing it on uh we're playing it through game pass because it's one of the game pass games on the playstation no 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 on the xbox xbox okay on the uh, cool. series s i'll be interested to sort of see what happens because there's some shenanigans and, <laughs> okay and i played it on the computer so i was able to do some stuff on the computer yeah i would assume that they would do you know what i'm talking about no i don't okay but... now i'm not going to spoil anything for you but but let me know. It's going to be like towards the end of the game and everything. I'll be mm. interested to hear 
how they do that on a console. Because uh... I love me some Undertale. Um, uh, you know, there's the um, other game that came out. The um... Deltarune? Yeah. It's not complete though, right? No, there's... Um, I think... I mean, I think there's a bunch of ones that were released for free. Um, I'll have to dive deep into that, but um, but yeah, I really liked Undertale. I think it's fantastic. What? I know we're talking about Dragon Quest, but <laughs> please indulge me for a second. What part are you guys at? Um. So the last I was watching her, she had made it through uh, to the um. Oh, what is it? It's not. What is his brother's like name? Snowtown? It's, yeah, but it's it's not Sans, it's his brother. Oh, um uh Papyrus. Papyrus. Yes, Papyrus. Yeah, so so she got in a in a fight with him and Ah, I love that song. Uh or the music. His the, his music is really it, banging. It's um, a banger, yeah. It's I just I love that fight too. Yeah. Well so yeah. she's she's like exploring his room now and mm-hmm. there are all these jokes and then it's like, okay, well we're just gonna yeah. It here and... <laughs> ah gosh papyrus is one of my favorite characters papyrus and sans i actually cosplay as sans yeah uh yeah um one dragon con yeah yeah i've got a couple more cosplays planned up for uh for this year but i'll go a little bit more in the me me me's after we talk about dragon quest yeah well and i mean you like I, that transition I, I do yeah so so with with dragon quest the um the thing that i really like about this movie is that it it kind of perfectly captures in my opinion what playing a jrpg is like yeah um it just truncates it down significantly mm-hmm. obviously um but then i really like the it, it's not often that you see especially in video game adaptations in the West, especially with like fantasy stuff, it's far more common in Japan to, for there to be like a sci-fi element to it. Yeah. Than in the West, like in the West it's pretty much either straight fantasy or straight sci-fi. But like um, where, you know, what is it like in Japan? Star ocean final fantasy, I'd argue is fantasy with, pretty significant sci-fi elements yeah and um, it's, it's not it's nice to see that this isn't like a um um oh i forget what the genre is called but when a character gets sucked into a video game basically. oh uh, yeah isekai yeah an isekai yeah. like this could have been an isekai where it's like oh it could have very easily been been that but like to yeah. have that reveal at the end where it's just like oh yeah. no like what are you doing like you don't want to solve this game. Your time's almost. Yeah. <laughs> don't you want to play through again? <laughs> so, the visuals for you were they pretty jarring, or were they okay? I mean, they look like uh, they look like a PS3 era cutscene in a video game. That, which again is why I think that Square Enix kind of cheaped out and used video game animators. Yeah, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's just a theory. They could have actually hired a, a studio to do it. I I, I don't know yeah. what they oh. did regarding that. But did you like, watch it in subs or dubs? Uh, dubs with subtitles. Yeah, I watched it in dubs because I had it on my second monitor. 
I thought the um the English voice acting wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, the voice acting is actually really good. Um yeah. I mean that's part of that is because it's 2019 and people know how to voice act now. Yeah. <laughs> um it's much easier to capture that that performance I think on a mic now. Yeah. Well, I know that you said um at the beginning of the podcast that um they got actual actors not voice actors right yeah uh, that must have been on the japanese voice actor side yeah 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 because i think the american um i don't know the voice cast let me look at it i feel like such a um i'm looking at the (laughs) american voice acting cast and i don't recognize any of these names but again i'm bad at like actors names so yeah yeah yeah, um, I mean, it, regardless, I I don't think it's a terrible movie. It's um, I, you know, I'm not going to rewatch it or anything. Like, it's it's not like it's my favorite because I'm not a huge Shrek yeah. player. But I saw it come up and I, you know, was just like, oh, I, I'm not doing anything. I'll put this on. And I was watching it. I was like, yeah, how, you know, how who would enjoy this? this? I think radar. Stuart would enjoy this. How did yeah, this get on it your radar? Was, because like, it was recommended to me by Netflix. Oh, by Netflix. Netflix. Back. Yeah. Yeah, because like I had never heard of this movie before um, until you like yeah. said we were going to, you know, watch this. Well, how and, did you uh, feel about the ending? With I the mean, movie? I thought it was good. Like again, it, I don't, I don't think it was like great. Yeah, it, it would. I again decent. Um, I like that it was short, but it it told a <laughs> it told a full story and like. You know, I do think that it was kind of interesting as an end. Um, Well, that's the other thing. Like you said, it's a complete story. It's not like. Like, and I could, I could follow along and I knew where I was. Like, you know, going back to the Final Fantasy. um, I forget what that Final Fantasy, it was like Spirits. Oh, spirits with it. Oh, I thought you were talking about um the one that came out with fifteen. Oh, you no, were talking, talking about, about spirits. spirits then. Yeah. Oh, I like spirits with it too. <laughs> that was again a janky. <laughs> and like that one, I don't feel like a good one. Yeah, yeah, but still, but like <laughs> that story was kind of hard to follow. Like, I didn't know exactly what was happening. They're looking for crystals to uh, keep the ghosts away or something. I don't know. Or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and who is the antagonist? Uh, the spirits. Within? <laughs> no, without. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you that was like, a This is a rush. movie that I've seen multiple times, but I haven't watched in, like, probably a decade and i could not tell you what the plot of that is other than that they're looking for a crystal because yeah. it's final fantasy yeah but like and it's a post-apocalypse of some sort and there's ghosts outside yeah but like you don't know who the antagonist is you, you know I, I'm, I'm curious to see what a video game adaptation of that movie would do and i i think we're far like, too removed for it at this point but i'm yeah. really curious what that looks like because even like so you were thinking of 15 with the the boys um go on a car trip like they Kingsglaive. Really, yeah king's glaive that's Kingsglaive. yeah yeah um which 
the game for free when you uh, got the, uh, the actual game because I remember getting the game and watching this uh, cool movie. Um, and it was, you know, it was a normal price. Like, it wasn't like a special edition or anything like that. You know, I paid my $60 for this game and I had a game and a movie. So I watched the movie first and yeah, that animation was good and that actually told a story. I knew who the protagonist was and the antagonist and like I got to see a bunch of hot boys driving around in a uh, car taking a road trip. So, you know, <laughs> that ticks off all or a lot of boxes for me. But um, no, like this, you know, this movie wasn't convoluted. This, you know, actually could like tell a story and yeah it was it was an interesting like what's a twist sort of ending um and yeah it was all right it's just it, the visuals really just kind of pushed me away a little bit and and that's why i put it on my second monitor and just kind of listened to it yeah you know my i feel like i didn't lose anything too just like kind of listening to it well like my brother had the same reaction and like i'm a little bit more forgiving i think of of um the like cg cartoony look but there was just like jarring like with the attacks and everything yeah well and that was his his thing too so so i think both of y'all are are a little bit more sensitive to like the way that cg animation looks on a screen i think yeah i I just yeah so I was like, I'm just going to put this on my second monitor, kind of listen to it, and do my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I could pay attention to the story while doing my taxes. So. Hey, there you go. There you go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've played a lot of JRPGs, so you I should have. know what the, uh, <laughs> what the story is, was. Yeah. Yeah. Got to find this MacGuffin, this golden orb. Yeah, gotta find the golden orb. Does it end up in a boss fight on a flying citadel? Well, well, then you're checking all of those boxes. You're checking all of them. Um, <laughs> when I recommend this, uh, so I would recommend it if like Dragon Quest is your jam, but like I don't know, I feel like you could probably watch it once and then just kind of file it away. Yeah, maybe I mean, if you're if... like sick and you're kind of like yeah. have like a fever and you're you know you just want something on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely feel like that could be this movie. Okay, but would yeah, I actually I mean... like seek it out and be like, hey, let's let's have a a a, a movie watching party and we'll we'll put on Dragon Quest Five, your story yeah well and so like that's the thing is i would recommend this i think to someone who hasn't played dragon quest and is curious as to what that world is like is i would say okay watch this because like it's it's adapted you know i I would say watch the first like 80 minutes of this movie and that's like one of the better games in the series that you now don't have to play through There you go. Good. Because do I think play. Do people how many, when they get hooked on Dragon Quest? Are there? There's like eleven, I think. Um, 
Are there, like, do people, when they play Dragon Quest, do they start off at the very first one? Because, I, like, I no, think Final no. Fantasy is one that you can just kind of play whenever. I feel like it's very much like Final Fantasy, where it's kind of in, like, the same universe world, but it's different characters and stuff like that. Wow, this this person really looks like Trunks. This Dragon Quest um, yeah. Yeah, eleven uh, protagonist. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Shoot, there's like a Dragon Quest sort of Minecraft game. Uh huh. Ah, they'll slap Dragon Quest on anything. They will. Oh, you can get a uh, you can get a cosplay outfit for this person. Look at that crazy cat. Yeah, it's just like this. You know the art style is so iconic, and um, I mean it's it's, just, it's basically fantasy Dragon Ball. It is like if yeah. we're being honest, it's it's fantasy Dragon Ball. Fantasy Dragon Ball. Um, yeah. Um, I, I just I don't know Dragon Quest. I mean, it's got a, a ninety two on Steam. Yeah, I mean so it's it it's the right. game. I I just I'm not a huge JRPG fan, so. Holy crap! Hmm. How long do you think it takes to beat Dragon Quest Eleven? Dragon Quest Eleven? Yes. Not to complete it, not to like one hundred percent it, but just, to just naturally play it to completion. Just to beat it. Just to beat it. Not doing all the side quests. Not, you know, doing all that. Based on your reaction, I'm going to say it's probably like a Persona 5 and it's like the 1 to 200 hour range. Yeah, it's uh, it's 80 to 100 hours to complete. If gotcha. you want if you want to fully beat it, then it's 200 hours. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't have time for that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> How many, how many days? Uh, now I got to pull up my calculator. 200 divided by 24. That's like eight days of nonstop playing. But that's eight days of not like taking a shit or going to sleep or eating. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh my gosh. Dragon Quest. Well, let's. Uh... <laughs> Let's get on to Mimi's then. Did you want to go first or did you want me to? I got three things. <laughs> How much time do we focus on talking about? The, I mean, the video game is kind of equivalent to the movie, right? Yeah. I didn't screw this one up, Zach. No, right? no, no. Probably no, I didn't no, screw this one up. Absolutely not. <laughs> Sometimes Zach beats me at the end of these. That's oh, I did not. <laughs> You shut up or you're going back in the basement. Oh, no. Please. <laughs> I'll be a good person. Uh, you can go first. I've got only got two things. Okay. Um, so I've got uh, two movies and a TV show. Um, what okay. are... I got two movies. All of them are things that, that you would enjoy. So, like, for the... I'll Please. start out with the movies. So... Um, one of them is the uh, the French Dispatch of the Liberty Kansas Evening Sun. Um, what? It's so a lot of people call it the French Dispatch um, mm. because that's an absurdly long name. It's it's yeah. a, a Wes Anderson film. Oh, and so okay. it's that quirky like tw- um, like you kind of have to like his look 
for things. Gosh, I should have known it was Wes Anderson by that long ass name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's but it's funny. It's it's um, it's the story of a a, a paper dispatch. Like it's it's the French Dispatch of the Liberty Kansas Evening Sun, and it's a a dispatch that got set up because some eccentric millionaire moved to town in Liberty Kansas. Bill Murray. No, no, no. I think okay. he is he is in the movie, but he's not the eccentric millionaire. But it's okay. like they go through the story of how there came to be a French dispatch. Because normally when you see that, it's for like the New York Times or something yeah. like that. Not a, a shitty local paper in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, apparently, yeah, like some random millionaire showed up in town and bought the papers and was like... Well, I like France, so we're starting an office there. Um, and it's it's the the um, the the story of this dispatch shutting down, and so oh. it's it's one of those quirky things where like, yeah, here's here's the writer that has been um, working on his novel for the past thirty years and occasionally writing a weekly column for this this paper about what it's like being stuck in exile from your country, mm. <laughs> even though he has no no interest in going back to his yeah. country. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those movies that I, I feel like you would really enjoy. Um, just yeah, be be forewarned that if you like, this is probably the most Wes Anderson-y movie I've seen of his. <laughs> wow, I'm. It's it's very very Wes. Like, there's a lot in it. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot like of visuals. You, yeah, a lot I, of I, I light like feels. You, you enjoy that, unless I'm. I do. Really I do. So yeah, I, I do recommend it. I, I think it's very funny. Okay. Um, the other thing is <laughs> this one. I'm almost certain you're going to out of hand go. No, I'll never see that. Um, <laughs> I just watched it, um, so it's still fresh in my head. Oh, um, the West Anderson movie. Where'd you watch it at? Oh, I uh, checked it out from the library. Okay. Yeah, the, the library around me has a lot of rocking uh, selections. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. So Netflix did an adaptation of a film or of, of a a Japanese television show, mm-hmm. and turned it into a ninety minute film mm-hmm. called Death Note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I so I've seen both. I haven't read the manga. I've seen both. I've um, seen this, unfortunately, this live action version. Yeah, so. Oh, it's not so good. the show obviously is better. Yes, the manga is better. Everything. I've never better. read the 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 manga, but uh, I feel like based on my memory of the show. Get out! If, get out! <laughs> based on my memory of the show, no, hear hear me out because it doesn't fully adapt the show at all no because it's there's no reason it, there's no way it could there's i mean that's the whole point of the show is to have these like mind games between l and light right yeah but what we get instead with this movie is it's a shit show it's a hundred minutes which i feel like is probably a budgetary restraint um i feel like willem dafoe is a perfect casting for rook, for rook. he looked like, I was kind of surprised that they did not just put blue face paint. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the best thing out of this shit basket. But... 
characters other than him, though. Like, it was very strange. Uh, it was so bad. Uh, it is bad, but if if for whatever reason someone held a gun to your head and said, hey, I need you to make me a single movie that's less than two hours that adapts the entirety of Death Note, it's not bad. <laughs> and now I would go for something completely different. It it hits, um, I mean, it hits the, the parts that people want to see. They, they, what people want to see is... It makes what, no sense. It makes no sense. Ah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It... <laughs> It's they're they're alighting a lot of nuance that that you have when you have you know thirty. Oh, did you see the acting too, especially with L? Oh no, I loved L. Lakeith Stanfield does an amazing job of playing L. I think uh, it's, it's light is the one that's super frustrating. Maybe yeah, it, they're all just frustrating. I would say, yeah, Willem Dafoe is is cast well because Ryuk just kind of shows up to fuck with shit. Um, mm. And I, I feel like Lakeith Stanfield does a good job of this character for what the character mm. is. Because, I mean, like, mm. on the one hand, if you have a live-action show, like, my honestly, my, my advice would have been don't make this a live-action adaptation. Yeah. Because um, they're trying a... a, a trying it again um yeah i know i don't because they're like like, this was complete shit so let's try it again well like so so the problem with doing a character like l is that he's a completely fucking anime character and you know what i mean when i say that he's a fucking anime ass character yeah it's the same problem that cowboy bebop had with with adapting um yeah ed is that if you make them act like they do exactly in the anime, it's they're going to, going to come off as yeah. ridiculous people. Yeah, because and no L, one acts like that in real life. Right. Now, L in this, like, he acts a little bit more like a regular person who's just kind of eccentric and weird. He doesn't, like, walk around on his hands and and do shit like that. I do like the weird touch, though, that they have um, from the anime in real world that it's like, well, that 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 doesn't make any sense. But OK, I guess we're just accepting that is when um, there's a scene where he uses the book to make Watari um, L's handler yeah. call him and tell him his real name. And he goes, I can't tell you his real name. Um, he is one of the. Uh, Rochester wards and they're like Rochester wards and he goes they they were seven children that were uh, adopted and groomed to be the world's greatest detectives well we'll which, never revisit I mean, this again which, which is what happens in the anime yes. however like they explain more but like you which they explain the more but do that yeah you but, know that right right you can't but, make the book be like kill yourself but before you do uh call me up and tell me all this like information so that's not how here's what i'll say the the thing that i liked about (laughs) that bit in the movie is that they 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 introduce this concept of wait okay so i know all of the words that that guy is saying so what he's saying is that in real life 
A rich person adopted multiple children with the sole purpose of making them the world's greatest detectives. How? I don't know. Like, why? Like, they just accept it and move on because it's not important to what they're trying to do. Yeah, but it's the it's... most anime fucking thing in the story. I know. It's. You thought you were getting emails now. Or I, I you're going to get even hilarious. more emails on this hot take. This is a hot take right here. What? The, well, my that take is like... not that. My take is not that anyone should necessarily watch it my hot no, take the hot take is, is you like it i found it enjoyable <laughs> i don't know if i'm going to rewatch it but i mm. had fun with it i enjoy don't know those emails if someone enjoy sends those me an, emails hey listen if someone sends me an email because <laughs> me liking something is is wrong and that thing is a thing that netflix put out true, they can true, true. all asshole true, i true. don't care <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess you'd probably get more emails if you don't like something that's liked than rather liking something that's Oh, RIP my emails, by the way, when Richard and I discussed Resident Evil 4 and I said that I don't think it's very fun. Yeah. I see why people like it, but my opinion was that I don't think it's very fun and it's yeah. the least favorite of mine of the game. We yeah. very rarely get That's emails. another hot take. That's by another the way, <laughs> we very rarely get emails, by the way, but we got like 10 or 15 emails and all of them were like, I can't believe you're even talking about this. How dare you? Like, that was like the general tone of it. And it yeah. wasn't jokey. And it's like, I'm sorry, I didn't say it was a bad game. I said I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you can have opinions. They can be wrong, but you can have. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. Please, please only send us positive emails. Yeah. <laughs> or or you can send us critical emails as long as they're constructive. Yeah, I mean, if if they're the type like we got from the past, you know, you know what's weird is it's the gaming emails that bring yeah. out the and I'm sorry, the fucking weirdos because it's the the the, the hate mail that we've gotten. I, we can move on from this topic. Well, no, the hope the hate mail that we've gotten is um with the Pathfinder game and with Resident Evil Four, and both of them were light criticisms, and voicing my own personal displeasure with them. <laughs> So I guested recently on a horror podcast that was talking about the Resident Evil video games. And I said, Oh, you guessed I, it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, for nice. a, a podcast of Amontillado. It's a, it's a horror podcast. Oh, I didn't know this. You um, didn't even tell me. Oh, I, th- I could have sworn that I did. No. What well, anyway, it? I, um, uh, this was a couple months back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. Um, I, you know, I warned them because they're they're they were fairly new. I think they've only put out like twenty or so episodes. Um, hey, but that's still awesome. Good for them. I was like, oh no, yeah, they very nice people. Um, and I, I warned them. I can't remember if I did it in the episode or or off mic, but I was like, hey, um, so I got hot takes. This, I was like, when we did this. We got hate mail, but like, if you want me to just not talk about Resident Evil Four, I won't. But it's honestly my least favorite. Um, <laughs> I won't talk about it if you don't want to. Um, 
And they were like, no, 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 we can, we can talk about it. That's, that's fine. Sure enough. That was the first episode that they got hate mail from. Mm. I, I like, I warned them too. I was like, this will like, this video will game are wild. <laughs> it's apparently wrong to have an opinion on something. <laughs> oh, Zach. But yeah, no, it was very funny that one, one of the hosts actually my sweet like, summer child. DM'd me and was just like, well, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I'll have to check out that podcast, though. Yeah, what yeah, was that podcast again? It. Uh, it's a podcast of Amontillado. Like, uh, nice. Cask of Amontillado, the yeah. uh, Edgar Allan Poe short story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they it's right up my alley. They, they do a bunch of horror um, nice. yeah. dissection. You know, and and uh, definitely, if you're interested in that, check them out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking to the audience, not yeah. just because yeah. I, I, I was agreeing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, okay. So those were my my movies. Um, mm-hmm. what, what were the, the? So I had two two video games. Um, oh, okay. One that I'm well, both of them I'm still currently playing. But um, the most recent one that um, I've been playing is Hi-Fi Rush, which is a lot of fun. So this is a game that got like zero, I guess hype or like zero publicity um it was um a nintendo directive that like kind of like threw it out there um and it is a super fun game um and it's um it's only like 30 dollars, so it's not like a, a full like fledged or not like a full like price game and um just so the style of the game is kind of like um, your Bayonetta slash uh, Devil May Cry. So kind of that like um, floaty, fighty arena style where it kind of locks you into like arena where you're just battling a bunch of like baddies. But it's also rhythm based. So you're kind of fighting and having these like momentum, like, like momentum building moves during the beat but it doesn't force you to stay exactly on beat like it doesn't um penalize you if you like get off beat you just don't get scores because again kind of like with um super platinum games they give you like uh medals at the end depending on like how well you did in combat if you got hits kind of your combos and stuff like that and this game has that like kind of um saturday morning vibes to it saturday night or sunday morning cartoon vibes it's that cell shade kind of um not as heavy cell shaded as like borderlands but kind of reined in a little bit and i kind of like it it it's it's not like that heavy cell shading it's got still that feel to it but it's got tighter lines if you know what i mean yeah and like the voice acting is hilarious. Um, just like the people are great. Um, and it's a game that to completion only takes about like eight to 10 hours. And there's like no battle pass. There's no like hats that you have to buy. It's you just, (laughs) you, you play it, you pay the $30 and you get a full game to play. And if you like those kind of like fighting games, um, and again, not like fighting as in like fighter games, but like 
fighting sort of like you have multiple enemies at you. Um, you're basically a, um, a kid who comes in and tries to get a robotic arm, but during the um, process, you're like, you become a defect because your iPod is still in your pocket and it like forms with you. And mm. that's like the excuse. And like the music, the music's kind of banging in this like um in this game and there is some like platforming and like it's platforming to the music so like yeah. all the womps are on beat so you have to like like dash at like uh, in a rhythm so it's not just like combat's a rhythm it's like when you're moving through the levels you move like kind of towards the beat as well it's a really good game I really yeah, like it. No, it sounds it's, like it. It's um it's been well received and it's kind of it's it's nice because a lot of people have been praising it for being just like a full functional game where it was like released it was released with all of like you know all of the functionality in the game and you know there's no promises of like DLC or like any additional things it's just a game that you want to play you know and you can play and it's got an ending a lot of people because i haven't gotten to the ending yet but like from the reviews that i've read it's it has like a full-fledged ending to it hmm. yeah so i mean i'm loving the sound of what you're you're describing it's yeah. also that it's eight to ten hours and there's no like loot boxes or anything like that That's no yeah you, you just play it and then you put it on the shelf once you're done with it and you know i've only gotten a couple of hours into it um i ended up being the first boss and it's it is a lot of fun like the characters have so much life um the main character is just a goofy kid um you get like a lot of different like variety of um because you get like you meet and you partner up with people who will help you like assist and they'll get you like back onto the beat sometimes which is kind of nice oh, that's um, nice. yeah uh, so I, I will say sometimes the camera lock-on can be a little wonky um, I'm playing it on the switch and um, I think that's to be expected of any sort of rhythm game Especially if you're doing rhythm and action. Action, yeah. But it, it, it's like, it's an interesting genre. I've never like seen a, well, I've seen some rhythm like action games. There's actually a first person shooter that's a uh, rhythm action game as well, uh, which is kind of cool, but I never really got into it. But yeah, I'm loving it. Um, I haven't been in it yet, but as of right now, I would highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. And then the second game I've been playing is Dark Tide. It's um, it oh, was a game. Is this Grimmin Tide but forty k? Yes, in the <sighs> grim dark. In the grim dark. Um, unfortunately, this game got released and um, it got released with a lot of functionalities um, unavailable. It was a a very soft release. Um, it was, it had a lot of lag issues. Um, it, it was trying to like have a live service, but I think they dumped the live service. Mm. Um, there's connectivity issues. Unfortunately, it just, 
so the gameplay was tight. If you really enjoy Vermintide, it it, it expanded on that Vermintide gameplay. Yeah. And it was really fun as like a horror clearer because where Vermintide focuses more on like melee action, you don't really, you have some ranged weapons, but it mainly focused in on uh, ranged or on melee. This focuses more on like guns. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I really do enjoy that, like the ambiance and the story and kind of the experience of like 40K. Um, and it, it hits that scratch. It's just the game is like the game isn't complete. It doesn't feel complete. Yeah. I know they're trying to patch out a lot of things and add in things. Um, unfortunately, it has been um, review bombed by a lot of people who, you know, rightfully so, expected a, a functional game on release, but did not get that functional game. Well, I'm um, looking, I'm, the company that put it out is owned pretty, is a subsidiary of uh, oh, Tencent. Tencent, yes. So I, they're probably not going to do anything with this game then. They, they <clears throat> got bought out, um, I think when, um, because it's Fat Shark, um, when they put together Vermintide, they were not bought out by um, Tencent. But I think Tencent, yeah. I'm not sure like how much of a hand Tencent has, but you know, there you can see the sprinkling of microtransactions and um, game loop um, hooks in this game. Yeah, um, it says it, they it, have a majority control of yeah, that shark. So yeah, disappointing because like I like Vermintide and it's it's a fun like multiplayer game. It's just I hope they can fix a lot of these issues and uh, it's probably going to be a while before they do that yeah yeah but yeah those are those are two games i've been playing okay um well so my last thing um is my wife convinced me to watch start watching a show called rain and i i'm i think i'm at a at a stopping point with it like i'm only three seasons in um what what was the show rain r-e-i-g-n um, oh. it's so it's it is very much like a like a cwe type romance type show set in uh like mary queen of scots is the main character oh, okay but there's so much like like palace intrigue and stuff like that like what i was what i was uh, doing while i was watching it and even commented to her were you doing your taxes like me no, 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 no. Uh, like I, I was when, when I was watching it, and she was just like, "Yeah, yeah you yeah. should do that." And I'm like, "I should, but I want to run D and D first. Is um, it it honestly plays like I would, I would be interested to run like a burning wheel game, but everyone is nobles because, like, the only nobles in the show are the king and queen of France, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. um, and her husband the 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 dauphin of um france at the time everyone else are there either handmaidens or the dauphin's um uh bastard brother half brother um and like you could do a whole that like yeah you could do a whole so interesting that you mentioned 
in yeah. Burning Wheel where you just if you limited the characters to okay we're gonna do noble noble court and merchant classes or yeah. black paths only. So I had this idea that was kind of floating around. Yeah. Yeah, and um, don't have to answer. You can just think about it. But I'm going to put it out there in the ether. Okay. Um, I was thinking we should do like, and and maybe the audience can um can uh, throw their weight into this, but like, would it? It would be interesting to you to do maybe an episode or two where we do Burning Wheel, but it's just me DMing to you. And it's like a, a party of one or something like that. And it, it it would be in the Burning Wheel system because that would probably lend itself well because there's not much, like, combat goes fast, combat deadly. And like, you mean like report recording a, co- a podcast episode? Yes. Yes, of us just doing a session of a burning wheel, but it's just you. So it's hold just... on to your butt. Um, oh, my butt! So <laughs> I, last week... Are we on the same place? strange. So last week I was thinking, because the, the bundle of holding that's up are like, um, like fighting fantasy things mm-hmm. that I was considering getting, um, I was like, I wonder how entertaining it would get. And I was going to talk to you about it when we wrapped episode today, how, how interested you would be in me basically re- reading off a, like DMing for you and advanced fighting thing where it's you playing through it. I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. I, we yeah, have like the I same wavelength. These, huh? Yeah. We're, we're on the same wavelength. So yeah, I, I, but, I, but I would be DMing to you and you would be DMing to me. So we would have, no no no, i mean different different yeah like (laughs) we we can do different episodes yeah yeah we wouldn't do it in the same episode no no no, yeah but but yeah that's that that would be um because 100 what i would be interested in doing because i was because i was kind of thinking it would be kind of a long because we had both been kind of like reading berserk and in burning wheel you could be like this like lone mercenary that has like no ties to anybody or something and again it doesn't have to be that you make your own character but it would be kind of like that same vein of like that's why there's no one in your party you or this like you know this traveling whatever it could be a traveling noble person it could be anything but but i thought that would be interesting and we would go as far until either your character died or had like a um Knowing how I play like Burning Indy. Wheel, that might be... <laughs> yeah, it could just be one episode, because, like, Burning Wheel is very deadly. Like, a, a uh, just a person with a knife, yeah, if it gets, like, a lucky shot on you, that's probably the end. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, like, have any armor or anything along those lines. It's very realistic, so... So, yeah, I think... We're on the same wavelength. That's yeah, how we do it. We, Shit. We, we should, yeah. We should talk about that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, that's definitely me. I write in. Green. Write, um, write in if, oh, oh, yeah. write in if you like those ideas. Because we'll also take um, influences from the uh, audience. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I really recommend Rain. Um, 
it's you have to kind of bear with it for a few episodes because it is kind of a cw type uh show but it's it, it is really really um interesting and they also like i was sitting with wikipedia going like okay how closely does this mimic what actually happened in history and a lot of it kind of is like it's either it's either things that happened to her or it's things that happen to other nobility at different points in history that they've kind of applied to characters that they may not have happened to, but for the sake of the show, it, it happened to this person this way, you know? Oh, cool. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. Um, and I recommend people go check it out and, uh, yeah, that's, that's me. So I guess the, uh, the book club book is the stand. <laughs> Um, yeah and we'll be talking about that later um the next thing with you and me though are the uh the conan the arnold schwarzenegger conan movies can't wait to talk about those yeah i have i was trying to think of a famous line they said but he doesn't really say much yeah yeah arnold schwarzenegger is that one speech about that like about i don't know but do you know the monologue that he says in the prayer (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Blood for the blood gods. Uh. Skulls for the golden throne. No, that's Warhammer forty k. No, that's Warhammer forty k. Yeah, I yeah I you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, famous for not having any roles that have lines. Oh, I remember. I remember his famous role. Yeah. Get to the top. Get down. I'll be back. (laughs) Bye, everyone. We'll be back. (laughs) Will we? No, we won't. We won't.